Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Jamie Graham, who does business development for Kips DeSanto, but not so recently by Capital One. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks so much, Carl, for having me. So I've known Jamie for a while in the marketplace um, in that she was doing a role similar to mine for law firms uh, previously. And then she made the transition in 2014 to investment banking. So, Jamie, talk to us a little bit about how you got into business development. And is this something you like sought to do uh, as a person in college or is it something you happened into? So I actually completely fell into this role. I uh, graduated at Maryland and wanted to go to uh, law school, but decided that I was going to work at a law firm before committing to that. And the only position that they had available was a role in recruiting and marketing. So I took that role and quickly realized that I was not a sit behind the desk type of person and that I was a people person and wanted to be more out in the marketplace, talking to folks all day, um, you know, kind of assessing what their needs were and how I could be a resource. So I worked at multiple law firms in a more marketing, recruiting, business development type role. And uh, in 2014, after being at Pillsbury for six years doing business development in their M&A practice, um, I went over to Kips DeSanto and it was kind of a natural transition for me, given the industries that we focus in. And uh, it's been an amazing, an amazing ride for the past six and a half years. So let's talk a little bit about what you did in business development when you were at Pillsbury. You were there almost six years and I know what I do, but I yeah. assume what you do may be a little different than what I do. So how do you cultivate relationships? How do you lure those clients into the firm? So for me, uh, when I went over to Pillsbury, I was focusing in several different industries, technology and government contracting primarily. And so I took on roles in the community that focused on specifically on building relationships. For example, I joined the Maryland Tech Council and took on a leadership role there. I you know, joined the Northern Virginia Chamber of Commerce uh, commerce, and I took on um, the co-chair role for the Greater Washington Government Contractor Awards. So I became very involved in the industry um, and took on, on roles that would just connect me to other advisors and in industry, as well as executives. And ultimately, I just tried to build as many relationships as possible, trying to determine where you know, who is a good referral source for me? And then on the flip side, from a company perspective, you know, meet as many executives as possible to determine where they were in the life cycle of their business and how I could be a resource and a resource in any capacity. It could be, you know, from making an introduction to another advisor. It could be to, you know, making introductions, potential teaming partners. Um, it could have been, you know, they needed legal counsel for, you know, some intellectual property um, issue that they had. So really just trying to assess kind of where I could be a value add and cultivating those relationships. And as you know, Carl, our, you know, the cycle is, is very long. Relationships could be, you know, three to 10 years long before we actually um, 
you know, are kind of a, a, a real value add to them in some sort of transaction because I was specifically working for the M&A practice at that time. So once again, very relational, not transactional. And, Correct. And so you establish the relationship and you are essentially a connector, but is it a, it's a focused connector or is it just kind of a person who's well-connected in the marketplace who might be able to help with something? So for me, it's really being able to help in any capacity, um, especially at KIPS right now, we are a transaction-based practice. So you know, some of the relationships that I built at Pillsbury 10 years ago have you know, had some sort of transaction while I've been at KIPS. And so it's really just a lot of touch points and, you know, being patient and assessing folks' needs and, um, you know, constantly being out in the market, being present and thinking about, you know, how you can make an introduction, how you can invite someone to a networking event. So yeah, being a connector and being a resource in any capacity, just always realizing that every company that you meet should be top of mind for you at all times. Yeah. So what's interesting about this podcast is, is it's focused on business development, which people think it's like a glorified name for sales, but it's really much different than sales. I, I've done sales. I've, I was in a straight commission sales job selling furniture. And if I didn't close somebody <laughs> by the time they walked out the door, I didn't get paid. And, and I've, I've had a similar job in telesales when I was still in high school. And this is not that. And, and I, you know, this conversation with you is really driving that home and that you're out there culti the idea of cultivating a relationship that might not bear fruit financially for 10 years seems so mm -hmm. foreign to most salespeople who might be listening to this. Absolutely. Um, it, it is, but I think there's a lot of gratification along the way. And, you know, ultimately when they choose to work with you on one of the biggest events that's going to happen in their lifetime, I mean, there's no bigger reward, right, for them, for you, that they, that you've made an impression along the way that you've been a value add and a resource and that they are choosing to work with you and the company you work for, you know, for such a, a, a big, you know, event. So, um, Yes, you know, there's been the little gratifications along the way, but ultimately, you know, the end result is what is the most exciting and to be a part of. So how do you know when you're not just wasting your time? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a big believer and everything kind of comes full circle. So I think, again, it's, it's not who you know, it's, you know, how many people you know. Right. So it's a numbers game, I think, in business development and, um, you know, in our in the industries that we focus in, it's a very um, collegial, very uh, close knit industry. So if you can be a value add to someone along the way that ultimately is not going to transact or ultimately not going to bear fruit for you, um, you know, it could be a teaming partner that they're working with that they mention your name to and that you should meet. Or it could be um, another advisor in the industry that you know we built relationships with that believes, you know, Kip's done a great job and 
um, you know, so I, I'm a big believer that everything kind of comes full circle. Um, there's no waste of time, essentially, you know, meeting folks along the way can help you grow personally, can help you grow, you know, your business network, pers- you know, personally, it can help you uh, drive a new relationship in some capacity. So, um, you know, I'm, I will meet anyone at any time. I always say that. <laughs> I know all these, I know all these things are true. I'm just getting you to say them. <laughs> I could just be putting them off, putting them off myself every week. But but it's interesting to hear others confirm what I know. And so, you know, at, at what point is it is it too much? Right? Like I've got almost fifteen thousand LinkedIn connections. I'm like a few away. And if if I touched every one of those connections all the time, it's totally overwhelming. Right. And, and <laughs> so many of the people that reach out to you are reaching out to you for random stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with what you do. And yet you want to be nice to everybody and answer everybody. <laughs> so at what point do. <laughs> does it become too much? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, a, a first conversation doesn't always lead to a second conversation, uh, but a first conversation can lead to you know, a new relationship somewhere else. And so I'm always willing again to have an initial conversation. And I look at things as there's always a takeaway and uh, there's always an action item. And, you know, that action item could be as simple as just a follow-up. It was great to meet you message um, and nothing ever comes to fruition out of that. Uh, And that's kind of where the relationship ends because there's just nothing that we can ultimately do for whatever reason. It could be uh, shareholders goals or, uh, you know, where the business is at at that point in time. But I think, again, there's just always a takeaway. And I think that's such an important message because you want to be memorable, whether it's for them or for, you know, a, a partner that they're working with in industry. And so I think that's a very important message for, for everyone that's looking to get into industry or, you know, do business development is make yourself as memorable as possible. Well, you definitely are memorable to me because when you, (laughs) when you and I would have lunch, you would order the exact same thing as me unprompted. I mean, you (laughs) independently did it. Remember that? Yes. And, and then you said, (laughs) I'm your clone or something like that. So I'll, I'll never forget that. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know that you have that connection with everybody you meet for lunch, but uh, but I'll never forget that for sure. And hopefully we'll all be meeting for lunch regularly again now that the COVID thing. Yes. Is so have you ever thought, Jamie, that, you, you know, I know you've amassed a huge number of uh, connections like I have. Mm-hmm. At some point you you think to yourself, I could just sit at home not leave my house and mind my existing contacts versus going out and meeting new people every day. And I I know you and I both do it, but at some point, does it seem like insanity? (laughs) Uh, Yes and no. I think ultimately I always want to meet the net new. It's always who don't we know, right? Who, who don't we know? Everyone jokes with you and I, Carl, that you we can't send you any referrals because you already know them, right? But that's not the case. Um, You know, there are definitely folks out there, not just in our geographic location, but others that we don't know. I always want to know the net new, but I do reflect a lot on 
you know, my, my current relationships and, um, you know, who haven't I had a touch point with in a while that may have grown, that may need a resource in some capacity. Um, but I don't, I'm still always out there looking for the net new for me. I, yeah, um, so, so I found that picking up and moving to another geography, <laughs> that'll get you going, right? Because right, exactly. <laughs> I, I knew... I knew thousands of people in the D.C. metro area. I came to Austin, Texas, and literally I, I knew less than 200. And so it, it's been overwhelming the past you know nine months being here. Absolutely overwhelming. And fortunately, I've gotten introduced to some of the best people in the market who've introduced me to their friends, who've introduced me to their friends. It's been, it's been overwhelming, as you can imagine. Amazing. That's amazing and exciting for you. It's exciting for sure. And and yeah, the net new is definitely there. I'm, I'm meeting these younger entrepreneurs that have such amazing ideas and, and kind of getting involved with their excitement and, and, you know, working my magic of being able to connect them to investors and people that can help them. It's a lot of fun. It's like starting all over again. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would, and I, you know, same thing for me when I go to a conference, um, you know, when I'm seeing all this new technology around space or aerospace, you just get reinvigorated and it is so much fun to track these companies and to see where technology is going. And I'm excited to get back on the road and start traveling to some of these other markets that we spent a lot of time in prior to COVID and, you know, we're just connecting through virtual events now. Um, really excited to see, you know, what's transpired in the past year and a half in some of these so, other markets. Yeah. You were on a plane yesterday. It sounds like you've, you've been picking was, up travel again and, and, you know, you, you, you hit other markets as well as the DC Metro market. Tell me what mm -hmm. that's been like. Uh, so I've only traveled twice and it's both been in the past two weeks and I don't foresee any uh, travel, you know, for another month or so now. Um, it's interesting. I think, you know, in our role in business development, going from being out in the market every single day to not traveling at all and trying to reassess how you're going to be a resource to folks during when COVID first hit was really, uh, it was challenging, right? Because I was, I had five of six, the like following six weeks scheduled for travel. And for major events where I would be in a conference, you know, touching 50 companies in two days and uh, that all came to a screeching halt. So I think, you know, that transition um, was, was interesting and we had to look and assess how, um, you know, I could be a value add. And so ultimately it was, everybody wanted to know what their peers were doing and how, you know, other folks were managing in the market with the telework. And so now for the past year and a half, it's been, you know, all through virtual Zooms and phone calls and nothing in person. So being back on the road has been very interesting. I was down in Tampa and, uh, you know, at a pretty large event down there and it was everyone's first kind of real outing. And so I think everyone's really trying to figure out is the hybrid version going to work now? Can you do some networking in person, but the content portion of other events, you know, online. So I, it, it's going to be really interesting. I think um, I, I'm excited to be back on the road. 
even if it's one-on-one -on -one meetings and not some of the larger events, I think that uh, in our role, you know, putting a face with a name is really important and it leaves a longer lasting impression. So yes, back to some travel, it's still very minimal. Um, it's still gonna be a hybrid for a while, I think at least going into, you know, Q3 and Q4 of this year. And then hopefully in 2022, we'll start to see events get back to what they were, you know, pre-COVID. I hope so. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, Jamie Graham. Thank you for joining Thanks. us. Thank you, you so like, much for having me. You bet. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe. Please rate the podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. You have been listening to Brain Makers with Carl Grant.